2: Hello everybody and
1: welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel Abraham. With me is David McDonald. How are you, David? We are well. We've had an exciting week and of World Tag League action that we will spend two seconds on. But, but even more exciting, Joel, is uh, the fact that one, we finally have our year-end awards ready to rock and roll. And ready, if I'm not mistaken, don't let me jump the gun here, but I believe we are ready for, for voting. Am I correct? Yeah, you certainly
2: are. Thanks to the excellent work of Pete, who you can follow on Twitter at comms underscore Pete, who has done an amazing job for us, putting all that stuff into the the Google Docs. So we don't have to count anything. It's pretty much all there, all ready to go. So thank you so much, Pete, for that. I think we're going to have to think of a suitable reward for all the effort he's put in. But yeah, it's ready to go. We spent the weekend uh deliberating over who the nominations were going to be and we are ready to reveal the nominees to you now and who made it who didn't make the cut why they didn't make the cut and i'm excited to discuss this
1: yeah i think this is a lot more interesting to our listeners than talking about I hate to say it but you know meaningless first night second night of world tag league i mean we'll we'll hop into it for a second or two but Truth be told, I think the the majority of this show is going to be talking about the year that was and the the winners and losers so far. And uh, again, your opportunity to vote. So we'll go over how you can vote, the, the the methodology in which we tabulate our winners, and then come right before Wrestle Kingdom, we'll be able to announce our year end award winners, which is always exciting. Everyone looks forward to this, Joel. I know this is your first one, but uh, we've done. Th- uh, two in the past, so this is our third annual, so I think, uh, I think we've got the respect of the New Japan Pro Wrestling community on this, and um, these are the awards that matter, we like to think, and we're excited. I can't believe it's this time already. I mean, it feels like, uh, feels like it was just the summer months, and now it's, uh, we're, we're talking about year-end awards, Wrestle Kingdom, Christmas time, and all that nonsense.
2: We should get some little trophies made so when i fly out to tokyo we can get in touch with the wrestlers and say hey it's time for you to pick up your super j cast disappointment of the year award so let's uh let's meet up <laughs>
1: yeah let's let's get it let's grab a beer uh, you know we've we discussed that so the year previous we had talked about that and i was going to get something made but I, um i think it was just we were just going to do rest the wrestler of the year right so uh naito was to come local, or he was going to come close to local, and I was going to go, but for whatever reason, I couldn't make it, or some nonsense, and it just never got to be. So maybe, maybe we do, you know, get a little plaque, you know, like they used to do back in the day for for the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Awards. Um, You know, I'm sure, you know, somebody who is in the running for wrestler of the year will show up either near you or near me. And uh, that'd be a nice little opportunity to hand that over. And again, this is the third annual, so we've got uh, a few winners previous that we can uh, put on there to make it look like we're a legitimate thing. And uh, I think that'd be a a good idea. Let's, let's, Let's try and make that happen. All right, so hopefully we'll have the link
2: for this up soon. I think there's just a few tiny tweaks that we need to make before it's ready to go, like putting the logo on it. But aside from that, it's almost done. And the voting procedure will be picking your top three, your first, your second, and your third choice. And the scores will be tabulated based on that. It's, what is it? It's something like five points for first place, three points for second place, and one point for third place or equivalent. Pete has worked some sort of clever algorithm for that.
1: Right. He's like a mathematician or something. You know, he's like, you know, goodwill hunting or something. Uh, Yeah, I believe, though, when it boils down to it's some. Something like five for first, three for second, and one point for uh, third place. So again, just to be clear, everyone, uh, you are voting for your top three in each category, except, uh, as always, your favorite pro wrestler within New Japan confines and your least favorite. You're only voting once. You're only voting for one. But for every other category, you are voting for your first place, which would get five points, your second place, which would get three, your third place, which would get one. And if I'm not mistaken, I tested out the form. uh, I don't think it lets you move forward unless you do that. So, um, you know, it's pretty idiot proof. uh, But I'm sure we will still get some people. I can't just fuck it. Okay, People emailing us saying, hey, I made the wrong picks. Can you go and change them? Uh, yeah, yeah. Think about your picks first, because no, I don't want to go back and change anything. Uh, you can only vote once, right? So each each Gmail account, you do need a Google account, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to do this. But um, each each account is tabulated once. You will not be permitted to uh, vote multiple times. So I don't want to see any uh, any nonsense or shenanigans. So, uh, but yes, uh, again, you're voting for three people in each category.
2: Alright, so let's get straight on to the first category, which was Wrestler of the Year Awards. And here are the nominees. we got Hiromu Takahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Jay White, Kazuchika Okada, Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, Minoru Suzuki, Tetsuya Naito, Tomohiro Ishii, Will Ospreay, and Zack Sabre Jr. So the only one that we had a bit of consternation about was the inclusion of Hiromu. Now, I insisted that Hiromu was in there uh, based on his output this year. So we got a fun four-way match at Wrestle Kingdom. We got a brilliant match with Ospreay at New Beginning. We got a good run with Bushi in the junior tag division. A very good best of the super juniors. Match of the year Canada in the final with Ishimori. A very good title win against Will at uh, Dominion. Uh, Great title defences against El Desperado and Dragon Lee. So there was a lot packed into that half year. And half a year that you could argue is better than plenty of guys entire years. Uh, on the topic actually, at Corpse Captain says Hiromi's latest diary drawing says his recovery is at ninety three percent. So Can You tell That's... him Scampi. <laughs> Scampi's very excited about that. So um yeah, Damon, so rest of the year. Any anything uh, noteworthy there for you from our short list of wrestlers?
1: Yeah, I think like, like I said, the fun part of it for us, especially, is when you know, we hash out who should be in and who shouldn't. So wrestler of the year, I mean you know, you, you, there's, there are names that are legitimate contenders, right? And and I think that that's what was was our, was our key. And our goal is to make sure that, hey, if they're a legitimate contender, let's put them in there. One, for ease of use for the form, right? So, you know, if you're looking for the guy that you think should be wrestler of the year, he's there. You can check a box instead of nonsense write-in votes, right? Two, it makes it easier for us because we don't have to count nonsense write-in votes, right? It's there. Fine. But, at the end of the day it's it's more of okay is this person deserving and i think the 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 conversation that we were having specifically about hiromo was is the one is the body of work until his injury worthy enough to make up for the fact that really you know more about a half a year he was out of action right and and do other people have, have their collective body of work uh, been able to to, to match or excel greater than that half year. That half year is amazing, right? That half year, if, if he was consistently doing that throughout the entire year, there would be no question for me, right? So that was one. That half year, though, is is an amazing half year. So, yeah, he could be in. The only other thing that had me a little bit like, uh, is I don't even know if Hiromo wins junior of the year right so i think that there's there that that's going to be a tough category and i don't think it's a slam dunk that he wins and if that's the case then would other people who are juniors be considered for wrestler of the year um and again that was the big discussion point at the end of the day i feel like his body of work and really was the the straw that broke the camel's back and and put him in the mix uh everybody else you know are pretty much no brainers your omegas your uh, okadas your tanahashis uh, who had you know not you know not a bang up beginning of the year but you know we're talking his second half is where he really came on strong in G1 specifically and abushi uh, you know his his G1 and, and and most of his year has been spectacular and again will osprey right will osprey not it's It's hard for me to just limit 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 it to uh new japan rings right I try not to let his work outside of new Japan impact what we're what we're doing here on primarily a new japan based award right so that's something I really want people to consider is it's not his entire body of work around the world it's really about what was done in new Japan, but even that i think is has been um outstanding and I, I think a worthy addition to at least a nominee right so whether you think he's first second or third or you know fifth seventh eighth last um i think that he's worthy of at least a discussion to have in uh for wrestler of the year
2: okay moving on to the next category then which was match of the year which was really difficult to narrow down i threw it out to twitter and Came up with a short list and then threw that out to other sources like the Voices of Wrestling Slack and then, uh, or, or a Discord, and people would say, hey, what about this match? What about this match? So I think the list is something like 25 matches at the moment. So uh, here it is. We have got in chronological order um, Omega against Jericho from Wrestle Kingdom 12, Goto against Suzuki from Wrestling Kingdom 12, Suzuki versus Tanahashi from New Beginning, Okada against Sanada from New Beginning, uh, ZSJ versus Tanahashi for the New Japan Cup final. Golden Lovers vs. the Young Bucks from Strong Style Evolved. Osprey against Skull from Sacro Genesis. Okada vs. ZSJ from Sacro Genesis. Okada vs. Tanahashi from Wrestling Dontaku. Desperado against Hiromu from Best of Super Juniors Day 4. Hiromu against Ishimori, Best of Super Juniors Final. Jericho vs. Naito from Dominion. Okada vs. Omega from Dominion. White vs. Juice from the G1 Special. Ibushi vs. ZSJ from G1 Day 2. Omega vs. Naito from G1 Day 2. Ishii against Goto from G1 Day 6. Sonata versus Ibushi from G1 Day 8. Ibushi versus Ishii, G1 Day 10. Ishii versus Omega, G1 Day 14. Ibushi versus Naito, G1 Day 14. Tanahashi versus Okada, G1 Day 17. Ibushi versus Omega, G1 Day 18. Tanahashi versus Ibushi, G1 Final. And Tanahashi versus Okada at Destruction. So no easy choices there. That one's going to be really, really tough for me to narrow it down to three.
1: Yeah, I mean, just just you going over that list, it was, was me saying, ah, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Ah, oh, yeah, I remember that one, that one. It is going to be tough. Um, I think historically, um, you're looking at G1 really driving this, right? and usually in most years it does, the match of the year, uh, and Wrestle Kingdoms, right? But I think this year, ab- ab- above all previous years that I can vividly remember, Wrestle Kingdom really wasn't this absolute blow away show and blow or at least blow away main event where you could say oh my god yes of course this is going to be in the mix um and high in the mix. I don't know if that's the case this year. I think it absolutely will get votes, it absolutely will be in the in the running, but I don't think it's a slam dunk that the main event at Wrestle Kingdom is is going to be your runaway winner, right? It's not on the short I think list Jim- Damon yeah.
2: It, Okada yeah. against Naito, he so, didn't make the cut.
1: Right, right. So, uh, you know, that's pretty amazing to me when when you think about that. And again, how did we come up with, with those those matches, right? So we had to have some limit because if not, if we were just, you know, we could have easily 30, 40 matches in there, and that would just be ridiculous. We had to set a bar somewhere. So all of those matches that, that, that Joel rattled off there, those are all at minimum. The bar was set at four and a half stars from The Observer, right? So that's where really, really where we, we set the bar. Think about that. There are 25 matches that we have listed for you to pick from for your matches of the year. 25 of them were four and a half stars or greater. That's fucking amazing to me. And, I, and I'll go so far as to say, to me, at least, it feels, and and at least the people that I talk to, it's pretty. It's been a pretty low key twenty five. If, if that's crazy to say, right? It hasn't been like it feels like other years. There's been just this clamoring of how tremendous New Japan is. This year, I don't really hear that that chest pumping. Um, but that's an amazing stat twenty five matches over four and a half stars. I it's, it's it blows my mind actually. Yeah, and I think
2: some of the other things that stood out to me, uh, I decided to make a list of the how often certain people's names were appearing. So the most frequent name on the list is Ibushi, who's got seven. Tanahashi and Omega and Okada have got six. ZSJ and Ishii have got three. Goto and Suzuki, Sonada, Hiromu and Naito have got two. Jericho, Young Bucks, Osprey, Skull, Desperado and Ishimori have got one. So what stood out to me there is what an incredible G1 that Kota Ibushi had because most of his matches that are on the shortlist were from the G1 and what a deep roster New Japan has that all those guys when they get the tap on the shoulder they can deliver quality match of the year calibre events. So, also looking at other stuff Tanahashi has had a pretty consistent year going from start to finish really a big spread of shows so we've got matches of his from New Beginning New Japan Cup Dontaku G1 and Destruction so I think Tanahashi was flying under the radar somewhat until the G1, but yeah. now looking at it, we're seeing this list of matches. You can really see that from pretty much the entire calendar year, he's been delivering nonstop.
1: That's a very good point, actually. You know, and I, and I think the narrative, and I hate to use that word, but there it is, um, is that Tanahashi really didn't kick into a, a higher gear until the summer months, right? The the G1, but you know, you look at that. That body of work and it really does stretch the entire calendar year, um, so yeah. I, again, what are the kids calling it, Joel? You know, it's a low key kind of thing uh, where, yeah, it's it it the the numbers are there, the data is there, and it says that his year was strong the entire year. But that's seven. That's seven number for Kota Obushi It's pretty ridiculous if you think about it. That that's. Whew, I mean, how could he not be in the mix for wrestler of the year with those kind of numbers?
2: Yeah, which again, will tie to something we're going to discuss later about people being uh, undervalued and underappreciated. But uh, let's go on to the next category, which is uh, show of the year. So we've got Wrestle Kingdom 12, New Beginning in Osaka, Sakura Genesis, Wrestling Dontaku Day 2, Best of the Super Juniors Night 13, Dominion, G1 A Block Final, G1 B Block Final, and the G1 Final. So... I've got a feeling that this is going to come down to Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion. But it was interesting you brought that up earlier about Wrestle Kingdom wasn't a show that had the one blow-away match of the year caliber match. Even though we did get uh, Kenny Omega, regrets, Chris Jericho, which Big Dave ranked as five stars. But in spite of the fact that there wasn't that one blow-away match, in terms of the consistency... That show all the matches were such a high quality. Even the the lowest ranked matches, like you know, you you you're never schmooze and things like that, were still you know pretty decent. And then you, you just got consistently good matches. You got Rapongi three K against Young Bucks, which was great. You got. Uh, Cody against Ibushi, which was great. You got Evil and Sonata against Killer Elite Squad, which was really good. So matches that you sort of looked on on paper and thought, yeah, they'll be all right, but actually ended up delivering big. So you just got a very high quality show just from start to finish. Consistent. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Dominion is the one, I suppose, that is going to stand out more because of that spectacular main event. But uh, I just think the quality for uh Wrestle Kingdom is going to give it a run for its money.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 consistency throughout, you know, not that there's an intermission at Wrestle Kingdom, but you know, you know what I mean, the 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 championship matches that that were at the tail end of the show. Yeah, I mean, all of them were at a at a at a, at a high level, but again, not that one match where you, it was just like, you know, it knocked your pants off. That being said, you know, you had other shows where the main event was was the driving force and is that enough to to squeak it by? If if Dominion is that if, is that, if Dominion is that show, so I, I, to me it f- it feels like the for the first time Wrestle Kingdom this is a Wrestle Kingdom winner traditionally each and every year right each and every year Wrestle Kingdom kind of wins and wins by a decent margin and I think this year for show of the year this is the first time at least doing these awards, that I feel like that Wrestle Kingdom show might be in jeopardy.
2: Yeah, because Dominion had the spectacular main event with uh, Omega and Okada having their best two out of three no time limit match. But the supporting matches as well, the Naito against Jericho match was fantastic. The Young Bucks against Evil Sonata match was great. The Hiromu against Will Ospreay match was really good. So, you know, it's not like the rest of the Dominion card was skippable and the main event was the only thing propping it up this is it's it's really really tough to call
1: yeah for 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 the first time you know there have been shows that have been really good and and have gotten plenty of, of 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 votes but Wrestle Kingdom by and large really you know was you could tell early it was early and often um and again I think I you know I would predict right now that I I think personally Dominion We'll get more first place votes than Wrestle Kingdom. I really do. Um, So it's going to be interesting. That's that's one I'm going to look at. And and here's the thing: we haven't even talked about the G1, right? So everybody usually throws in a G1 show, whether it be the semifinals, either one or or finals, in the mix, right? So usually that gets a lot of third place votes, and you know, but. Um, everybody votes in like like at a third place spot. So traditionally, it was almost always Wrestle Kingdom first with the five points, and then then a, and a show in the middle, and then uh, everybody voting for you know the G one shows either second or third, and swapping out the first or second. But everybody always had a G one show in there. So I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting. That's that's what I'm going to really look at show of the year because um, I think for the first time Wrestle Kingdom has a run for its money.
2: And uh, dare I point out here that I was there
1: live at both shows? What a lucky oh. man I am! You really are. And, and you know, while I was at Wrestle Kingdom, um, <laughs> in 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 a halfway decent state of mind, <laughs> there were times where I was like, "Whoa, shouldn't have had all those strong heroes." But uh, yeah, very good. I was there as well. All right, very good. Uh, what else do we have? We have a, we have a lot more to get.
2: Okay, Tag Team of the Year. We've got Desperado and Kanemaru, Evelyn Sonada, Golden Lovers, Guerrillas of Destiny, Raponki 3K and the Young Bucks. It's pretty clear cut on those six teams. I think they're all there on their own merit. There wasn't really anyone that we had to cut from that. I think those were the, the standout teams and this one's going to be tricky because you think the Young Bucks would run away with it but then if we're talking strictly New Japan then it's a lot more even keel, isn't it, Damon? Because a lot of the stuff yeah. the Bucks did uh outside of new japan was great but uh if we're talking strictly new japan then yeah it's kind of a wash at the moment
1: yeah and, and i think that you know you have two legitimate contenders in the junior ranks right with uh Kanemaru and 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 despi and and 3k to a certain degree right so i think those are legitimate they have a legitimate shot to to squeak in the top 3 um i think god is a favorite right to to place at least yeah i mean traditionally and historically this was a young bucks category um i don't think it's a slam dunk that young bucks are are walking away with this again i don't i don't know if they if this is a a multiple year run it might end this year to be honest um for me if i'm if i'm showing my cards right now I don't know if I go young bucks first. They had a great first half of the year though. Let's remember that. You know, I remember in the summer months we, we were talking about, you know, Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson, you know, could there be talk about them wrestler of the year? Right. If we remember those conversations and it seems silly to say that now, right. With the second half of the year, but um, they, they, they did have a fantastic first half and, um, you know, I just vividly remember the job of, of them selling the back injuries and, and, and carrying that throughout the entire, uh, narrative once again of the first half of the year. So, uh, I don't think it's a runaway, right? Cause I think the second half plays a lot to do with that. But, um, again, I think they'll be in the mix. I think they, 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 they have a, that first, again, it's, it's almost like a, a Hiromo kind of situation where does the first half justify the entire year? Um, they're going to get plenty of votes. I don't think it's going to be a runaway, but they're going to get plenty of votes. And for all
2: the talk of the World Tag League being pointless, I think that is a good opportunity for Evil and Sonada and the Gorillas of Destiny to push out ahead there. Because looking back on the Young Bucks, they had those two excellent matches with Rapongi 3K, Wrestle Kingdom, and New Beginning. They've had two brilliant matches with Evil and Sonata. Uh, they had the match with Golden Lovers. That was amazing. They had their match against G.O.D. Uh, at one of the, the U.S. shows. I forget the name of which one. But definitely everything was heavily weighted in their favour. But then with the stuff that's been going on with the juniors and also with this World Tag League, I think there's a chance for some of the other teams to even things out a bit there. So I, I still think Young Bucks are the favourite, but definitely
1: chance for the others to catch up and, and push them right down to the wire there. Yep. Yep. And again, I, I try. What I tried not to do is is let uh, you know God's negative uh, <laughs> influence on G one be a factor in in their tag team situation. So I tried not to do that. But I think uh, I, again, I I hope everybody would do that as well. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens there.
2: All right, oh, next up. What what about this talk of them getting a new hype man? Did you see this today? Oh, I did see that. You did send that to me.
1: Um yeah, I mean, I know that there was a lot of nonsense um at what? Survivor series with uh, Enzo Amore and then the tweets going back and forth between them and oh boy, I uh, uh, boy. Um I mean, look, I think I think I don't I don't think people need to guess where I stand on that. A hard pass. Hard pass on that one.
2: All right, let's move on to the next category, which is Junior of the Year. We've got El Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, Kushida, Marty Skull, Taiji Ishimori, and Will Ospreay. Uh, we cut show from this list. Uh, one or two people suggested that he should make the cut, but they are just not enough singles matches to justify it compared to the rest of the people there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we have him in tag. We have him represented there i don't think that there's a body of work there for, to i mean minus his his performance in best of the super juniors i mean can can we name any other standout moments i mean i can't i can't take him out of a tag situation and i don't know it just doesn't feel right to me so um even though uh, who, do, do we have Despie in in for juniors
2: we do have despy but uh i mean what's he done in terms of singles he had a really good best of super juniors I think he had a better best of Super Juniors than Show, And also he had that title challenge against Hiromu. That was just after best of Super Juniors, wasn't right. it? I want to say Kizuna Road. And yeah. also just the excellent work that he's done in, I wouldn't necessarily say carrying that team with Kanemaru, but he's definitely uh, the more exciting of the duo. And the fact that they've been holding the belts for most of the year, I think definitely gives him a bit more credence in my eyes uh, to make that list than show does.
1: Yeah. And here's the thing. It's not like show's not going to be in that list in years to come. Right. So uh, maybe not this year. Um, we left him out and I, I think that was the right decision for this year. Hey, next year, I'm sure, you know, in years to follow, I think, I think we'll see him in there.
2: And I suppose the other thing that comes up here is we've got Hiromu and Will Ospreay who are in our rest of the year conversation. So I suppose those are the two names standing out, head and shoulders above the rest, uh, in spite of the fact that both are injured. And generally the junior calendar is weighted towards the first half of the year. So in spite of Osprey and Hiromu being injured now, it's not as if they missed out on a whole tonne of opportunities. The only thing I can think of really is that tournament that they did. So aside from that, You still got, uh, you know, I would say eighty, ninety percent of the body of work for a junior for those two guys. So they're looking like the front runners to
1: me. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, again, if you're talking about them in match of the or excuse me, wrestler of the year categories, um, you would assume, and and rightfully so, that either one of those two should walk away with junior of the year. So, um, but again, our you know, we're not it's not our picks. We'll have a we'll have a pick. We'll vote definitely. But and we'll make our picks known in a later episode of the Super Cast. But uh, for now, uh, I, I would think that they are the odds on favorites.
2: All right. Number six is the unsung wrestler of the year. So the shortlist is ACH, Chris Jericho, El Desperado, Evil, Hangman Page, Juice Robinson, Sonata and Tomohiro Ishii. Now, this was a tough one. We had to cut quite a few names that were suggested on Twitter, and we really agonized over them, but we'll go through each of them and explain why we think they did not satisfy the criteria of unsung wrestler. Well, actually, before we go through them, Damon, you explain to us, what do you understand by the term unsung wrestler?
1: Right. So, I mean, this is an award for a person who outperforms the position that they're in, right? So that's really the main criteria for me. So, um, they produce a, a match level well beyond what their position on the card might be. So again, p- past winners of this would be Shibata, Ishi, um, even Goto. Uh, w- w- you know, w- in previous years would be that person. So again, it's not just you're a young lion and you're not at at a you know you can't put a young lion in this position, right? It's because you're a young lion. You're you're not in that. Uh, pecking order you are where you are in the card and again you may be very good don't get me wrong but it's you know you're you are where you are right now um so it's that person who delivers consistently um and constantly throughout the calendar year who is working well above their pay grade if that makes sense
2: okay so the first thing that we cut from this was hiroki goto who you just mentioned who we argue hasn't Delivered really since
1: Wrestle Kingdom, right? In fact, uh, to me, he's underperformed. Right, so that one Wrestle Kingdom match was his was his peak for me, anyway, uh, in his calendar year. And and then from there, it was kind of you know, and then you figure what the promotion thinks of him and how they they where they put him in on, in, on, a, on a on a on a pecking order uh, is usually pretty high. I mean, if if promotional posters are a gauge, you know, he's on more than he's not. So yeah, to me, he underperformed. So I, I do not have him in, in an unsung hero. Um, when, when, when he got the tap on the shoulder, it didn't feel like he delivered in, in, a, in a, in a big way In an average way. Okay. Um, but it's hard for me to, to give him, uh, kudos for the performance of 2018.
2: A lot of people also saying Kota Ibushi, but this is a guy who is—he's at the top of the card. He's in yeah. one of the biggest storylines of the year, and he's also in the running with a serious shout of winning Wrestler of the Year. So he's not really unsung, is he?
1: No, I and mean, we're singing it right now, right? Um, he's yeah, he is at the top of the card now. Uh, again, if if his ceiling in people's eyes is IWGP Heavyweight Champion, and that makes him unsung, eh, I I don't know if I can agree with that it's he's again he's top of the show in most cases uh he can headline he and he does and he's in the he was in the biggest storyline just about of the entire year with the the civil war stuff whether you liked it or didn't like it uh that's another story altogether but yeah he's top of the he's top of the card he's not unsung at all Uh, another
2: name that kept coming up was toa hinare and again the question is is he outperforming his position
1: and i don't think he is No, not, not, not right now. No. I mean, does he deserve to be, you know, intercontinental champion, right? That would be overshooting. That would be, you know, overperforming, right? He is at the level where we expect him to be for his stage of, of the career. Keep in mind, he's fresh out of being a young lion, right? This was really, um, his first full year not being in that. So, no, I think he's right where he needs to be, and again, eventually, you know, in, in two or three years, if he's still in the same position, but his match quality has risen tremendously, yeah, then he would be in this pile.
2: Uh, some of the other names that popped up, Kashida. I can't really say he's unsung, he's the champion, champion. at the moment in the junior right. division, yeah. um, Chase Owens, Yoshihashi, Tiger Mask, Finley. these are guys who haven't really done a great deal this year, they weren't any particular standout matches where you think wow this guy should be getting pushed way more than he is he's doing amazing stuff here um we had Suzuki a few people said but again he's on our rest of the year ballot I think he has received the plaudits that he deserves for the matches he's put on but also uh, pretty meh G1 and Suzuki is a guy who tends to sort of tail off towards the second half of the year which is what's happened again uh scarson someone mentioned again he's got a good body of work in 2018 but' it's not an underappreciated body of work people have given him the plaudits he deserves for his uh, his matches and he's probably in the right position considering the relative lack of dates that he does compared to the rest of the people so uh, i don't think any of those people were in with a solid shout of being unsung rest of the year according to our
1: criteria right i mean again if we're using marty as an example i mean would we put him above ishimori as a junior, would we put him above Hiromo? Would we put him above Will? Would we put him above Kushida? I don't. I don't think many people would, right? Um, I think he's, you know, the, that that below top tier junior guy, and that's that's fine. That's good, but that's I mean that I don't see him you know, being unsung for that. In fact, I think he, I I I hear more praise for the work that he does than than anything else. So no, I don't think he's unsung.
2: Okay, moving on to the next category, which is most improved rest of the year, where we've got Chase Owens, El Desperado, Hangman Page, Jay White, Ren Narita, Roppongi 3K, Shota Umino, Taichi, tohenare Will Ospreay, and Zack Sabre Jr. So uh, anything standing out to you on this list, Damon?
1: Well, it's, it's really a tale of two different piles of people when it comes to most improved, right? So you had people who were good, right, already good, but who pushed their their body of work to the next level, right? They really jumped up. Uh, Zach being the one guy that sticks out to me, right? So Zach went from middle card guy who was really awesome and had great matches to being main event guy, pushed guy, unstoppable submission guy, and a legitimate threat and a legitimate challenge to top tier titles, right? Minus maybe the heavyweight title, but uh, the other titles, he's definitely in the mix, which is a huge improvement. Um, And then you have guys like Chase, who, again, lower card tag team, but always delivers in that spot, right? Always entertaining. Um, And then you have guys like Hangman Page, who kind of broke out of that spot, right? And kind of made more of a name for himself. So different buckets, different tiers. And it really is an an, an important uh, thing to point out for the votes, right? So what's more important to you is that first place vote is it again i guess the best example i could give is losing weight right it's it's maybe easier to lose those first 10 pounds but it's those last three pounds right that are always hardest right so is it harder for zach to be a guy who is kind of upper mid card to kind of taking even a bigger step or is it harder for a guy like chase to be lower mid card to get into mid card area and also a
2: few people who we had to cut from this list. Uh, some people said Suzuki, but this is a man who's 50 years old. And hes I don't see him as improving. Again, it's the same playbook for Suzuki, where the first half of the year is great. And then the second half of the year, he's sort of... I, I wouldn't say coasts, but he obviously doesn't deliver as intensely as he does in the first half of the year. Uh, some people said Juice Robinson. And again, I'm, I'm not seeing the evidence for it there. I think 2017 saw the biggest jump, biggest improvements from Juice. And right. people saying Cody, Sonata, again, I'm not seeing the evidence that their output is that much better than it was
1: last year. Right, and I think, you know, don't confuse, um, you know, a guy like Cody, who again, we 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 like to point out his, his as the, the, the voices of wrestling team like to point out the gentlemen's three with Cody, but uh you know he's been in higher profile matches and he's had more again uh, his biggest improvement has been his business sense to me right and his and his ability to position himself in 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 the high profile spots and that's that's a good thing right i mean as an independent contractor having that ability is is wonderful but that's not what we're judging this on so uh Again, we have a lot of names, but I like the diversity in, in this group. Again, we have young Lions, we have mid Carters taking the next step, and then we have upper mid Carters taking even bigger steps. So uh, I'm curious to see how that pans out.
2: Yeah, the other thing I would say about Cody is, for, in my personal opinion, the best match he's had this year by far was on January 4th with Kota Ibushi. So, uh, and comparing it to last year, the best match he had last year, I would say, was in that uh, G1 special show against Okada. So, was there that much of an improvement over the last 12, 18 months? I wouldn't say so. Um, anyway, moving on to the next category, which is uh, biggest disappointment of the year. So we have got the BCOG's G1, the Bullet Club Civil War, Hero's Injury, the Intercontinental Title Booking, Juice's G1 and US Title Run, Kenny make the shenanigans, Lanny Poffo, Naito's Lack of Direction and the Super Junior Tag League. So quite a mixed bag there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you you really do. Um, and, and, you know, last previous years, you know, we've had similar mixed bags, but it doesn't feel like there was a lot. I mean, to me, you know, the feedback you were getting online was pretty telling, right? There were a lot of people that had a lot of different, I don't want to say issues, but, um, really it was, it was, it's been a, it's been a lot more, uh, nominees for disappointment of the year than in previous years it feels like um injuries aside right so you know injuries being what they are of course they're going to be a disappointment i'm talking more along the lines of company direction uh booking, booking isn't decisions. it it's the booking that's yeah. standing out to me here yeah, and yeah i don't know and, and if that again. was the
2: case last year I, I can't really remember i i assume it was the uh shibata who took the prize for biggest disappointment in terms of injury. And in terms of booking stuff last year, I know there was a lot of disappointment about the booking of the heavyweight tag division, but having so many of them here about disappointment about the way storylines have gone and that kind of stuff, it yeah, it sticks out, doesn't it?
1: It does. Um, yep, injuries aside, Shibata did win last year. Um, it, that, that aside, it's, you know, like I said, between Naito, between Kenny, between uh even even the tag team situation it seems like you know and uh, the intercontinental title and there's 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 a lot of pe- people that you know have a lot of different <laughs> gripes when it comes to the new Japan product this year um and and again i think sometimes i think that felt like that fell under the westernization thing that that people would vote for in and and they have in previous years but uh the, yeah, I mean it, it is, and and then, and then of course you do have the failed experiment of Lanny Poffo <laughs> that I'm sure will get plenty, plenty of votes. Which I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong. You you had heard Joel uh, from uh, from outside sources that um, that that experiment is done. Correct?
2: Yeah, and also the fact that he was originally supposed to be doing this entire World Tag League, but he's gone. He's nowhere to be found, and instead they got. Kevin Kelly there, they've got Rocky there, they've got Chris Charlton there, they've got uh, Don Callis back so to me I think that shows that this Poffo experiment is over so uh, as huge a disappointment it was, it was a, a mercifully short disappointment
1: Exactly right. They, they they got to their senses. The the acid wore off. <laughs> and whoever made that decision is finally clean and sober. And uh, we're moving on. So uh, hopefully that's the case. All right. Um, so and that's disappointment. That, uh, we,
2: we, we cut from disappointments as well. So some right. people suggested Kenny's title run. So, I mean, we did put in the Kenny shenanigans to encompass the stuff that's been going on out of the ring. But you have to say, in the ring, it's been solid. It hasn't been spectacular i mean we know kenny omega is capable of better but i don't think in terms of just in ring quality since he won the belt it's been that disastrous uh some people suggested western expansion but again that's that's pretty broad so we tried to be a bit more specific at uh, at what it was a lot of people talking about things like you know screwy finishes and run-ins but that's what kind of stuff's been happening in new japan for decades so it's not exactly a new thing. It's not like Harold May has come in and then suddenly we're getting Westerners uh, running in and, and acting like heels and causing DQ finishes. That's been going on for a very, very long time in New Japan. Uh, some people suggested Suzuki's intercontinental title reign. But again, Suzuki's a B-level guy. He's fifty years old. I don't know what you know. What can you really expect from him? And a few people saying the Golden Lovers, the the fact that their tag run ended prematurely. But I mean, here's the thing: if That had been an extended tag run, then you'd have people complaining that either guy are not being featured prominently enough in singles action. So, to me, that feels like a sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation.
1: Right, I agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, you got Kenny Omega as your IWGP Heavyweight Champion. You're not going to spend too much time, you know. You know, you're not going to give him a tag title run. (laughs) Um, And again, Suzuki. Right. I mean, I think you know while he is capable of, of of tremendous. Pro wrestling matches. I mean, let's let's be honest here and, and say that you know the in three years it's it's it strips and drabs of that, right? And again, for a fifty year old guy, um, you're not gonna you know he's not gonna learn new tricks. Let's put it that way. So uh, I wouldn't necessarily call that a disappointment. I just think it was you know it was a Suzuki title run. <laughs> I mean, that's the best I can give you.
2: And the final two categories are favourite wrestler and least favourite wrestler. So I'm in two minds about this statement because usually this is the one part of the ballot that we have open. It's a user-defined option. So you type in whatever you want for that. But Pete, being the amazing guy that he is, has offered and has actually done it so that he, he's written out every single wrestler on the New Japan wow. roster as they appear on the website. So you just need to click and choose the one that you want. But that wow. does uh, eliminate some of the <laughs> quote-unquote fun. I seem to recall last year someone typing in Damon MacDonald in uh, Katakana. Am I remembering that yeah. correctly? As favorite. Yep, correct.
1: <laughs> right. Um, I mean, yeah, in closing that door, are,
2: are we shutting off a whole, uh, you know, a whole half episode full of fun jokes and stuff? You know, people typing in like Scampy
1: and Lanny
2: Poffo and things like that. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, th- look, there, there, there is a plus and a minus to this. One, a, gr- a great job. I mean, he typed in everybody um, in that list. So, I mean, my hats off to to Mr. Donahue. So, thank you for that. But. Uh, yeah, there is there is going to be missing the uh and and, 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 and some of the, the the voters are just brutal. Like they won't just put a name. They'll put like, you know, I'll just pick a name out of a hat. Uh again, not that anybody would, but it will just say Kushida and will give me, you know, two sentences of why Kushida is the is the biggest Jit bag on on God's green earth, right? Um, it, it, and some of them are really funny. Uh, we do have some funny fucking listeners, that is for sure. So uh, yeah, we are removing that, unfortunately just just for ease of use. Because here's the thing, Joe: uh, if if last year is any indication, and uh, we grow every single year, whew, it, we're going to get a lot of votes. We're going to get a lot of people participating, and it's always fun. So anything to to, to make this the system streamlined and a little bit easier for us the better so um listen if uh you could tweet at us <laughs> right you can give us your takes uh we'll read them on the air if, if 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 we have to but uh yeah let's let's go for convenience over lulls in this moment
2: okay and that is it as far as our end of year awards ballot goes so keep your eyes peeled that hopefully will be out very very soon i would say possibly even tomorrow definitely up within the next few days so watch this space we'll get links sent out on twitter and all the other social media stuff uh, as and when it comes so uh, let's dip into some of the other bits and pieces some um, some of the tv shows that have been popping up on youtube and new japan world are you up to date with the shibata documentary the california dreaming
1: yeah that's good i mean i've actually enjoyed that one a lot um it's Look, again, I as much as I complain about having to jump around and watch things all over the place uh, and all, all this different content and, and not enough time to do it and, you know, wah, 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 when it comes down to it, I really enjoy these type of things, these kind of peel back the curtain kind of things. Um, no, I, I, I've enjoyed this one, I think. Uh, I think it's shot well. I think it's an, an, an interesting take on a guy. And here's the thing that really bleeds through through me. You know, it, The focus of it is a lot of it is on a lot of the young lions that are in that California dojo. But what really shines through to me is, one, obviously, Shibata's love for pro wrestling. But two, you really get a sense and a feel that, man, if he gets clearance, he wants to come back in the worst way. It really does. It, I, I, that's, that's the one thing that really kind of like he he's he's itching to get back in. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got clear and said he would he would do his damnedest to, to do just that.
2: They should do like some sort of angle like the the Nexus thing in WWE where Chibata and his four young lions just, you know, invade at the end of a show and just like batter everyone. That would be quite cool. But yeah, I've enjoyed this TV, TV show as well. It's been interesting seeing Shibata's sense of humour and you know the little jokes he's making about their cooking. And It seemed like the last episode was mainly focused around making kimchi chanko, which is quite right. funny. And also what really st- sticks out to me is how much respect those four trainees have got for Shibata oh, yeah. and that they, they would, are going to do anything that he tells them to do. And there's just four really hardworking, humble guys. And you're starting to see their personalities shine through a little bit, but there's no egos there whatsoever. It's just four people who seem to have a really deep respect for uh, the business and deep respect for Shibata as well. So I'm quite excited to see those guys. I don't know if any of their matches have made tape yet, but when they do come out, I'll be really interested to see what they look like.
1: Yeah. And I think the one thing that kind of shines through too, and, and you mentioned that, is the humbleness and the respect And it's not, it's you know, it's very easy to on the surface look at this and be like, oh, it's a reality TV show, and it's going to be hamming it up for the cameras, and you know, nonsense that you would associate with that. And it really isn't a lot of that at all. In fact, I mean, I could see where people might even be like, ah, I watched it and it was good, but you know, where is the where's the spark and where's the you know, and and, and you're not really getting a lot of that. So, uh, for me, that's refreshing, right? me um again i don't know if this is necessarily shot for for my demographic but yeah it's 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 uh, let's put it this way i look forward to seeing them um and i can't say that for too much about like like you know f- f- like being the elite like being the elite's not for me it really isn't i mean i'll watch it and only because uh somebody will be like yeah you got to see this because of this storyline or that and even then i'm kind of hemming and hauling about it uh, you know, as 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 I like to say, gun to my head, I'll, I'll take Shibata's, the California Dreaming stuff over the being the elite any day of the week.
2: Yeah, even when you've got people doing ridiculous things like putting Wasabi in their Chanko, which is not what Wasabi is for. You, you leave that well away from your Chanko, young line, whoever you were. Um, but interesting, you mentioned being the elite there because recent episodes, the whole shtick seems to be making jokes about joining WWE. So we got... Uh, someone posing as Triple H and leaving little messages and we got Cody going into convulsions and spewing out facts about WWE. Now, the thing with being the elite, I think they did a good job in, the let's say, the last season. I'll say all the episodes leading up to All In because they were building up pro wrestling angles. They, They were building up hype for matches, which paid off during All In in a really satisfying way, and they did a tremendous job of that. But here they're just making little sort of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, breaking the fourth wall jokes about joining WWE. And the more they do that, the more, to me, it's kind of telegraphing that they're not going to WWE. They're going to be staying. So what's the payoff for this sort of stuff? Is there going to be a payoff? Because I can't see how there will be. What kind of match is this going to end up with? So, I mean, is it unfair to say that this show is starting to jump the shark a little bit?
1: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of this is them... Kind of just getting laughs on for themselves, right? <laughs> it just feels like they're doing things to, so they could watch it later on and be like, ah, and people, you know, can you know giggle, you know, I don't know, you know, just to kind of tickle their own funny bone. Uh, yeah, and the more that they do that, the more it does seem like that they're just sticking around. You know, it feels to me like this this how this ends is a almost like a LeBron James situation where he. You know he is doing a an ESPN interview, uh, and that's where he announces he's a free agent, in his famous line of "Well, I'm taking my talents to Miami" or whatever, and it's a big announcement and a big uh, re- uh, you know reveal. So that you know whatever ad revenue they get from YouTube, they'll get because they're going to make their announcement of whether they're staying or going on their channel, right, on their video. So uh for views and hits and all that nonsense. So uh that's to me really what it feels like it is. And you know that kind of goes in line with okay, we're not doing bullet club st- stuff anymore. We're not doing we're not in bullet club, we're not doing t-shirt designs inspired by bullet club. Why? Because well, we want to do our own thing and we're going to monetize that. Um you know, trust me, they're not making this announcement. It's not going to be like a leaked thing where you see it uh, you know in a paragraph in the observer, right? They're, they're going to make this a big, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a live stream where they announce it. They're going to, they're going to make this big. Uh, and I'm sure that being the elite will be the, the, the vehicle for, for this announcement. I I, I can't imagine it not being. Or is that going to be all in two? You buy tickets,
2: go to the arena and they announce what they're doing.
1: I, I mean, look, that wouldn't it be, it wouldn't be the dumbest thing they could do. Right, I'm sure they're going to find a way to monetize it, uh, as good pro wrestlers would. So again, from a business standpoint, why wouldn't you? Right? Does it, look? It's December, right, right around the corner. What we got a week or two before December, and that's when you know everybody's on eggshells. Pardon the Chris Charlton pun, but uh, you know everybody's you know everybody's waiting for this announcement. They're going to find a way to monetize it, and they would be dumb not to. And again, whether that's on being the elite, whether that's uh, all in two when they make the announcement there, they're going to find a way to monetize it. So uh, that's what it feels like to me when it comes to being the elite. We got to touch on eggshells now
2: that you dropped that reference. So I hope some of you went and listened to last week's eggshells episode, which had me and Chris Charlton discussing Wrestle Kingdom 9. This week, you can hear uh, Damon's episode where they were discussing... No, Wrestle Kingdom... No, I was discussing Wrestle Kingdom 3, which was was... 2009. I'm getting mixed up between the years and the the number of the Wrestle Kingdom. And you were discussing Wrestle Kingdom 4, which was 2010, Mm -hmm. which dropped on Friday. Very enjoyable episode, very informative. I thought you brought something uh, very different to the table than I did. Obviously, I was seeing it with the perspective of a, uh, a new fan. But you have the deep historical knowledge that made it a really informative listen.
1: Oh well, thanks. Uh, yeah, I had fun doing it. I mean, my sound quality was terrible, Joel. <laughs> I was it was awful. Uh, but see if you can fight through that. Um, it's uh, I sound like I'm in a, a tin can. So, uh, but but yeah, I really enjoyed doing it. Um, it was a fun time, and I'm sure that lo- the people that listened to that—I haven't seen myself, uh, 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 you know, in the important spots, Joel yet. I haven't, uh, but I haven't looked yet today. So I have. Uh, You're there. We're both. Have there. I? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's so stupid, but I don't know why I feel like I've I've made something of myself when when I'm on a, in a torrent. Um, but please. I put that shit all over Facebook. <laughs> It's like how many of you have been featured in Torrents?
2: And not only that, Torrents first to just show that's already free. Right. That's what I don't
1: understand. Like, it can you get this for free? It's not like a paid subscription, right? Like it's like it's a paid no, subscription it's, it's if you get it early. Feed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's not like and it's, so whoever's making the torrent is not like stealing money from Chris if you download it. It's 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 not like because I think Chris um lets the Patreon people in on the podcasts firsts firsts first, and then he releases it to the general public it's It's, uh, like
2: indiegogo backers for his book i don't think he's got a patron
1: okay yeah yeah okay so with that being said you know it's not like he's he's taking away from those early birds right uh it's always when it's released to the general public it goes right the fucking thing is free i don't understand why it's even a torrent to begin with but um Ah, doesn't it doesn't it does does it, I? That's another checkbox we can put, There There's another T-shirts check. Uh, you know it's it's all check. You know now now we just need other podcasts to follow suit, and maybe they could be a torrent too because they seem to like to do everything we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that stuff's going straight on my CV. Yeah, 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 uh, actually, yeah no doubt.
2: Uh, we we had the new headmaster of our school. Asking teachers, is as everyone who's been published? Anyone got any publications? And I was kind of tempted to say, like, hey, you can read my article about Tanahashi against Okada or against uh, read my article about Naito. But I decided against it in the end. But uh, he he is aware that I've got a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast. Let's just hope he doesn't listen to it.
1: I hope not either. That you you would be uh, talked. You get talking to. I don't tell anybody. I don't tell anybody that I do this. Now you know what I lie. Uh, I did tell a couple people were. I work. They they, they are aware. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Um, I was going to make a good point, and I completely forgot it. Oh, well, it'll come back to me eventually.
2: All right, let's move on. All right, well, I was going to touch on, uh, speaking of being the elite, was some news about Cody, who is going to undergo surgery for a torn meniscus after Wrestle Kingdom. So we're facing the prospect mm-hmm. of an injured Cody performing at Wrestle Kingdom, which is uh, a bit frightening.
1: Yeah. right well first of all we're disappointed that he's even going to be there (laughs) ah just kidding of course um yeah if he brings uh, the dog i'll be happy yeah i mean but here's the thing i don't want the dog to have that kind of flight that's 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 a terrible flight for for a dog i would think right 14 hour flight for a dog uh because here's the thing you're not it's not like the dog's going to be allowed in the cabin it's got to be in the you know the cargo that sucks i would not want that so leave the dog. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest leave the dog at home. What do you think, Joel? Leave the dog at home.
2: Leave the dog at home.
1: You can bring Maybe. I don't know, bring Brandy. Yeah, bring brandy, of course. Well, she I'm sure she'll be there. She was there uh, last
2: year, wasn't she? Oh, she was. She yeah, yep. she was very good. Very very uh integral part of that match with Ibushi
1: That's right, that's right. I remember the the spot, the fakey spot where uh uh you know the the hurt uh brandy. I remember that. And then uh, even I think even the year before. So yeah, I'm sure she'll be there. She'll get a free trip out of it. Well, she's wrestled a little bit for um, stardom, if I'm not mistaken, right? But before she got hurt, right? Uh, I wouldn't know about that. Actually, not my area of I think expertise. So. Well, no, I'm not an expert either. But I just kind of sort of remember that. And then she like separated her shoulder or something like that, or I don't know. Uh, but yeah, okay, all right, very good there. I uh, hope he, hope Cody does does well, gets heals up. But um, yeah, I don't know what a torn meniscus does to the quality of a pro wrestling match but it can't make it any better i'm sure so uh all right fingers crossed it might be a might be a bathroom break but uh we'll see we'll find out
2: all right and sticking with wrestle kingdom 13 it is selling out faster than wrestle kingdom 12 so evan deadly since w who actually we hopefully going to be speaking to uh not too long away uh on wrestling omakase so i think uh, two of us and Evan and John Carroll will be all together discussing New Japan's end of year. So oh my God! God. Another thing for us to do. Jesus <laughs> Christ! We're everywhere. Is that <laughs> going to be us on its <laughs> own? Uh, so yeah. Evan Deadly sins w... uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So uh, Evan Deadly sins W says all four seats have sold out, which didn't happen for Wrestle Kingdom twelve until the second week of December, and New Year Dash sold out fifty one days in advance. So. To all those people saying doom and gloom about you know Western expansion and how it's you know chasing off fans, be it domestic fans or foreign fans, the way that these tickets are selling out tells a very different story, doesn't it?
1: It sure does. And I, all I know is I'm the only fucking person I know who's not going to this goddamn Wrestle Kingdom show. <laughs> Every, I mean, I'm I, I wish I were making up uh, uh, a uh, falsehood or you know kind of pushing and uh, everybody I know if that's a pro wrestling fan anyway i mean uh, everyone I know is going to be at this show um i will be uh on the comfy couch watching this one with a with a with a red bull and uh i don't know something healthy i don't know i gotta i gotta still maintain that diet so who knows what'll I'm do. but yeah everybody i know so and i know uh, a lot of people got shut out on the new year dash ticket situation i know that was a uh a losing proposition you didn't get tickets for that did you joel i did not no did not okay all right well maybe press credentials uh are in order right maybe we can get pr- you pr- press credentials chris you are hook me up brother yeah. i'm the, yeah. the
2: second biggest authority on new japan pro wrestling in england
1: there you go who's number one uh that would be chris oh <laughs> no. okay well he's in japan though to, okay. Well, China.
2: let me rephrase that then uh well i'm not in england either then uh the english i don't know how what am i trying to say here dave and i'm the i the would say english yeah. person yeah.
1: i <laughs> would Keep say up. you're the you're the second highest authority on new japan pro wrestling uh, who also happens to have a sexy british accent uh
2: i don't know because that's opening a whole can of worms that's opening it up to you know scottish and welsh and northern irish as well so mm, <laughs> i was just trying to yeah. keep it strictly to england because i know all right oh uh, well, I, d- I don't know i can't remember off the top of my head all the other people who've been on eggshells but um yeah get me some tickets to new year's God. dash that's the point
1: that's the point of this get, get get let's get joel in this i mean if anybody deserves to be in there i think joel abraham deserves to be in new Year's dash um come on let's let, let's let's see if we can pull some strings and make this happen all right what else we got here
2: um, there's some news appeared today coming out of the World Tag League. So, Hiroki Goto and Kota Ibushi are going to face each other for the never open weight title at the World Tag League finals. So, it was quite funny the way this went down, actually. So, Goto has been offering the title shot to Ibushi for quite a while, and Ibushi's been rejecting it, saying, I don't know what the title means anymore. I'm not interested in it. I reject you. My answer is no. And then he came out, uh, I think that was last night or maybe it's a Sunday night, on the World Tag League show, Goto goes to Ibushi. Look, I've been challenging you, you said no, and that's it, fine. I accept your decision, I give up, I'm not going to challenge you anymore. And he goes to walk away, and then Ibushi's like, no, wait, wait, you're just going to give up like that? Okay, fine, I accept. So a little cheeky bit of reverse psychology there, which obviously works on the, the childlike mind of Kota Ibushi. Uh, so ibushi said afterwards i was dead against it and in the end i fell for such simple mind games maybe i was in your pocket the whole time or maybe i'm laying a trap for you be careful goto now this is decided i want to do it as soon as possible i'm kind of no really fired up so what do you make of this match who do you think wins and how do you see the never open openweight title match playing out at Wrestle Kingdom?
1: Well, I think it just, uh, one, it screams to the uh, obvious case of Kota Obushi being an absolute fucking nut, <laughs> right? Uh, two, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if there is a title swap here, right? I, I don't think anybody would be upset with that, but I think the idea of a three-way it isn't out of the question either, right? But... Uh, I'm I'm hoping for a title swap here. I'm hoping for an Abushi win, and somehow uh, our, our 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 new heavyweight Big Will Osprey is able to get his ass in this fucking match somehow. And away we go. It'll be a weird kind of styles, right? You know, with Osprey, Abushi, and Goto. Which one Which one doesn't belong here? But uh, yeah, I I think uh, I. I I really feel like there's going to be a title change and then somehow we'll, we'll intertwine a, uh, another three-way. I really do think that.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. This The, the way I see it goes well. So maybe Ibushi wins it and then Osprey comes out to challenge him and then Goto says, hey, I want my rematch as well. So we get the, the, the three-way between them. So that's what I see happening. But I think I would much prefer if... Goto loses it and then we just have Ibushi against Osprey, and Goto can just you know go in the six man schmoz or whatever because he hasn't really done a lot this year so I think uh, you know him and Never Open Weight title matches it's done let's move on give him something yeah.
1: else yep I would hope
2: alright well let's dig into some of the questions then uh, from the Discord so TJ says why do you think Stardust Genius Naito failed what are the best matches he had in that gimmick I want to go back and watch some of those matches but I don't know where to start It'd be probably best to answer this question rather than me. Although the only... Well, some of the matches I've seen when I was doing a bit of prep before Wrestle Kingdom last year and I went to watch all of the Okada against Naito matches and there were some very, very good Stardust Genius Naito matches against Okada from yesteryear. Uh, what about you, Damon? Why do you think Stardust Genius Naito failed and some of his best matches in that gimmick?
1: I think, for me anyway... I think that the the gimmick just felt forced to me, and and again, these are Western eyes that are saying this. It, it did feel forced, right? That he was trying to shoehorn himself into this vision of what apparently a Japanese pro wrestler was to be, um, and it didn't really connect. I don't I don't really think that was him. And but here's the thing too: it, it you know you look at him and you could say the same thing. And I hate to bring up a a name, but, you know, Nakamura is the same way, right? Nakamura was, you know, who he thought a pro wrestler should be, especially when you're coming out of an age of a heavy MMA influence, right? So I think that's, that's really the main reason, and I think, you know... To give even a more Western example, you look at St- uh, Steve Austin, right? Steve Austin really didn't find his groove until he became who he, I don't want to say really is, but really, you know, who he is. Like, he was never that other person. And even though he was great, like his running uh, with the Hollywood Blondes, with Pillman and WCW, and even his stuff in world class was was good for the time. Um, you know, he just was able to be more him. And I think this gimmick allows Naito to be more him. Uh, Best match and start Genius. Hmm. At the top of my head, I'm having a hard time really. I think, you know, matches with Okada have been really good. Um, I think matches with. uh, I'm almost. If I'm not mistaken, there was an Ibushi match that was really outstanding. Uh, but I, truth be told, I'm really having a, a difficult time coming off at the top of my head, like which where I would go with that. Um, I like this tag team with uh, with Ushiro Takahashi. I like that tag team a lot. No uh, limit. What are they called no no limit. Yeah, but I like that a lot for some ungodly reason. I thought that was always fun. Uh, I mean they're there. I can't think of anything that really sticks out though, as, as like top like his. I was going to even going to say, like, he's had G1s that have been really decent, too.
2: The, the Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, was I, it the Wrestle Kingdom 8 match where he got bumped off the main event and the, the semi-main that he had with Okada? That's a, a really, really good match. And if you was. want to watch that as, you know, the the genesis of the Ingobernabola character, then that's a good place to start because the match definitely stands out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say you could start there and work your way back. Again, for me, No Limit tag team I really liked a lot. So you could look at that some of that stuff. Um, I remember him having a match, at the, and I want to say it was with Elgin uh, at one of the Ring of Honor shows that I thought was really fucking good. Um, and that was when he was still in the Stardust before before Losingo Ingobernables took off. So, I mean, listen, I'm sure they're there. Off the top of my head, I'm having difficulty thinking of of which one I would go with. But I mean, that's a good start. Start with that Wrestle Kingdom match.
2: Yeah, I think there's also something to be said in terms of him failing for being perhaps over pushed you know a touch of the the Roman Reigns situation where people felt that he was getting too much too soon and I think there was a, an instance of him coming out I think it was after he won his first G1 saying that he's the Chuyaku, which I believe is like basically the equivalent of saying that he's the ace when he wasn't really at the time and I think a lot of people took that uh the wrong way and started to reject him because of how hard he was being pushed so uh definitely some parallels to be drawn there
1: yeah right, and um, even with na- Nakamura I'm sorry and even with Nakamura mm-hmm. is the same thing too you know if you think about it that Nakamura you know was getting that that title at a really young age and you know a lot of people didn't think he was he was you know I don't want to say deserving of it but yeah maybe a little too much too soon so same thing with Hayato okay I'm sorry okay
2: Okay, uh, Liam from the Discord asks, A previous tradition is a young lion getting a singles match with a high-level main event star, typically at a Karakuen, to highlight their skills immediately before leaving on an excursion. Examples of this include Okada versus Tanahashi in 2010 and White versus Omega in 2016 prior to Okada and White's excursion. Book a highlight singles match against a high-tier star for the current crop of young lions, especially Narita and Umino who are the next to go on an excursion assume that it's being held in a, in a hot Karakuen hall so who would be your hand picked opponent for a send off for shota umino and ren narita uh, mm.
1: i feel like i i i literally feel like this is a thesis question <laughs> right right i'm at the end i'm at at the end of a long test and i have to now do my dissertation of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, I don't fucking know. Who would be a good send off? I'm not gonna. It's, it's, I'm gonna say it, it, it's Japanese. Mm, um, probably. I'm gonna say. How about a Yuji Nagata? Would a Yuji Nagata be a good one, or no?
2: I don't know if he's high level enough. I mean, we have seen uh, Umino facing Nagata on the Lions project shows I forget what they're called now I was thinking someone higher level than that I think if you want someone to put on a really cracking match I think Umino against Ibushi that would be a nice one for a crackling show and I'm thinking for Narita he's kind of a sort of more mat wrestler kind of guy so I'm just trying to think who would dovetail nicely with that who'd be able to do the mat wrestling stuff Um, Suzuki yeah yeah I think again Tanahashi would be a nice choice as well or even a you know, Shibata if he can come back, that will be perfect really. But uh yeah, it's, it's a difficult question, good question, but a tricky one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My brain's a little mush right now, so I can't really think that well. <laughs> um Tanahashi's always going to be the, the the perfect choice, let's be truthful. Uh I'll go Tanahashi. I think Tanahashi's probably the best send off.
2: Okay, Tyler says, "With how great Okada is in the closing stretch, do you think that will translate into him being a great Booker down the line?" Uh, I think so. I think no, a, any...
1: no, no. I don't think. I don't think that you have. Um, na- look, here's the thing: when you look at Bookers throughout the the history of pro wrestling, not just even Japan, but look, across across the, the board, right? The, the, some of the greatest ones, you know, were I would say, Ok. I mean, good workers, maybe not great. Like, like, all right, let's give you the, the the U.S. example. Ric Flair. When Ric Flair had the book, it really wasn't you know you know this this unbelievable thing. Like he was in a committee in '89 with Jim Ross and Kevin Sullivan and a, a, a whole. I think Eddie Gilbert was even involved in that. Um, like Bill Dundee is Bill Dundee a, a, an an outstanding worker? I mean, he's good, but, you know... I'm um... thinking,
2: like, in NXT at the moment, you have Triple H and Shawn Michaels producing a lot of the matches. So I don't know if we say Booker in terms of, you know, plotting the long-term storylines or in terms of laying helping to lay out individual matches. Because I think if it's the latter, then Okada could definitely do that. But the, the former, as you say, there's no correlation between being a good wrestler and being able to tell
1: satisfying long-term storylines right i mean again if you look at the, the the best workers in all of pro wrestling i would i can honestly say that um not many of them had had successful runs in in in, in, a, in a in a in a booking capacity now as being what what we have here in the states and especially using wwe as an example as like an agent to kind of help put together story not storylines but actual matches and and yeah i mean i think i think Anybody who's been in the ring could, could do that, but it's it's that long-term story and, and okay, we got to get from A to B to C to eventually get to X, Y, and Z. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that I don't think working ability and booking have, have a great correlation.
2: Next question then. Kevin says, let's check the Yoshihashi box here. No hand waving and with a gun to your head, Damon. Will the headhunter recover from his Titus O'Neil moment? You've got to be honest with us. Are you pants down for Wrestle Kingdom running?
1: <laughs> huh. That's a tough... I think he can recover. But boy... I, I he, think actually it, people needs... are going to be
2: quite excited to see him.
1: Really? Yeah, he seemed he like people could...
2: th- there was a big pop for him, as you know, the, the smart Marks would say, when he was making the run in uh, towards the end of that show, whatever it was, I forget which one, but when he was going to save um, Okada from getting attacked by Jay White. And I think fans were really excited to see what was going to happen there. So it was just very unfortunate that things turned out as they did. So I think when he does make his comeback, I think people are going to be into it.
1: Uh, you're more optimistic than I am. So gun to my head, no, I think I unless there is a complete overhaul of Yoshihashi, this he's, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be Yoshihashi.
2: Okay, next question. Then uh, Dan says on Jericho's podcast with the Elite and from the Cruise, Jericho asked them Ew. who makes. Who makes the decision on who joins the Bullet Club? To which Matt Jackson responds that Gado has the final say. Before he carries on, Cody interrupts and says, Matt, I don't know. I got that call in the middle of the night, two nights in a row. There's a member of the Bullet Club who isn't on this stage right now. Jericho says, is he from an island? We may be near his island right now. Cody says, maybe. I got a call at three in the morning and he was very intoxicated and he made it official for me. So I turned over and told Brandy that so-and-so just called me and confirmed it. And it was received well, but he didn't remember it. But then the next night, he called me again and told me the exact same thing in the exact same verbiage, and to this day, he tells me everything twice. That's our relationship. The question is, who is this elusive Bullet Club member that Cody didn't want to disclose? I took this to discord, but my guess is Rocky Romero as an office member of the Bullet Club, be it that he hasn't officially joined. Be it that Rocky's from Cuba, which is the island just below the route that the crews would have sailed from Florida to Nassau, and be it that it was talk about who had the final say, it could be an office guy, indi- uh, indicate it could be an office guy. We highly doubt it's one of the OGs, uh, be it that Tonga is in the Pacific Ocean far away from where the cruise was if you think it's Rocky is it possible that this is setting him up to turn on Chaos to join Bullet Club with Jaddo and Gado? be it that Rocky is involved in the Chaos versus Bullet Club match on the last day of World Tag League as TJ's put out so then uh, TJ mentions also Rocky is super close to Gallows and Anderson and Devitt especially Anderson from the Young Line days in the LA Dojo so he has a connection to Bullet Club already so uh, <laughs> a very long winded question Rocky Sheesh. Romero to Bullet Club yes or no?
1: uh i mean he he was his tj is it tj did a wonderful job connecting dots oh dan Dan wrote the question
2: and and tj's done a bit of dot connecting as well
1: yeah okay all right well dan and and tj uh it's like uh you know they're like the an investigative team they're like (laughs) they're they're doing great job uh yeah, I mean, you can uh, look, you can you connect the dots and see that that's a possibility. And yes, Cuba would be an island in the Atlantic Ocean where the cruise was held. So, uh, yes. Do I think Rocky turns and joins Bullet Club? Sure. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I, I, please, I, 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 my my apathy at this point for Bullet Club, great. Sure, Rocky, if, if that floats your boat, let's, let's go Rocky. Okay, Gerard says, do you think Kenny would be a better
2: champ and have better story arcs in 2019 if the Elite left and he stayed in New Japan and didn't get bogged down in storylines with them?
1: Jericho we're talking about.
2: No, Kenny Omega.
1: Uh, what, uh, Kenny Omega, no more elite, no more Bullet Club. He stays and he has better matches. That's the question? Yeah. I don't think the the the, the match quality is is that big of an issue for a lot of people. I mean, the, the matches that he's had have, have at least been very good. They haven't been, all of them, been spectacular. They all haven't been, you know, chart busters. Uh, but I think... I don't think that's a big concern. I'm not worried about Kenny Omega in the ring. It's the outside the ring stuff that, that turns people off. And, um, if, no, I think it would be more. I think, he would, I think he would continue to do the same shit, you know, just kind of communicating through Twitter with little things back and forth if the rest of the elite left. I think you you would still see that. I don't think much would change except, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to do videos and shit with WWE talent, but um, no, I think he'll find another creative and I put that in air quotes outlet and you, you, that's not going to change what, what you get with Kenny Omega is what you get. Please, uh, please know that. Like if you can't stomach the outside the ring stuff, then you're, you're in for a long fucking ride. Um, If you can just, kind of get through that shit and just focus on the in-ring stuff. I think there's a lot there that, that you could be pleased with. Um, I, no complaints in-ring. It's the outside-the-ring stuff. But, again, you know, before before this IWGP heavyweight title run, I mean, you did have a guy who, you know, was the cleaner, uh, who had an affinity with shoving broomsticks up people's asses and spraying people with, with cooling spray. So And especially into his most private of parts. So uh, you know, it's Kenny Omega. Take to go with the bet.
2: Yeah, I, I'm gonna defend him a bit here and say that the matches that were lined up for him towards the tail end of this year, uh, I think a lot of top guys would have struggled with. And his, you know, the biggest stars in New Japan have been kept away from him. So obviously, he's been kept separate from Tanahashi because that's a Wrestle Kingdom main event. And Okada has been going through his his little. Um, you know, redemption arc where he's lost his mind and now he's sort of gradually coming back and Naito has just been in the wilderness. So the people that he is capable of having those amazing matches with, he's been kept apart from for various reasons. Ibushi as well, another match that's off the table for the, the, uh, the short term. So, uh, I think that's uh, mitigating circumstances if we're talking about match quality, which, you know, has been pretty good. I, I don't think you can really bury him for that. All right. Um, next question then one for one bite says, um, what credence do you give to the idea that mid-carders are quote-unquote owed a significant Wrestle Kingdom match every other year? Example, Bushi and Desperado in the Rumble last year, uh, Ishii, Zack Sabre Jr. and Juice in the six-man gauntlet now having bigger title shots lined up, or am I reading into things too
1: much and they just go best match available? Best match available, and who who's going to build out the best card? I really think that's, at the end of the day, that's that's the mindset, right? And... Um, some stuff does seem a little haphazard and thrown together at the last minute, but that to me, that's, that's the ultimate goal is to put together a show that will sell tickets and will create buzz and, and produce money. That's really what it's all about. I don't think anybody is, oh, he, he, I owe him one. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that happens in some cases, right? But I, I think the overwhelming direction of a Wrestle Kingdom show is, best show possible what's going to make the most money and sell the most tickets
2: okay and the next question then is with seven wrestle kingdom singles matches who would you give the kushida at sakura genesis 2017 or kushida taguchi at best of super juniors treatment so do you think anyone's going to get a you know very short you know sub you know one minute long match uh so, for reference, there were six right. single, singles matches last year, and seven at Wrestle Kingdom Eleven, with Tiger Mask W and Tiger the Dark only going six point five minutes. So, do you think anyone's going to get shafted on time? Basically,
1: well, I think you know the one that everybody is concerned a little bit with is the Zach Ishii match, right? So, everybody kind of wants that to go long, but if quite honestly, if they're if they're running short, that's probably one of the first places we're shaving time, right? Um, you know it's going to be a long show it always is Wrestle Kingdom is but yeah I mean that if you're looking at one singles match where they're going to shave time it's going to be from that
2: okay so let's dip into some of the Twitter questions and I'm gonna to have to touch on the World Tag League here because I did watch uh, I've watched most of it so I've got some questions from there uh, Lewis saying thoughts on NJPW offering night two of the World Tag League for free to non-subscribers, I think that was a good idea because I've watched the top two matches from that—the uh, Cobb and Elgin against Evil Sonada, and the uh, ZSJ Taichi against Ishiyama matches—and you know what, Damon? They were both really good. They are worth your time. And ZSJ Taichi is the tag team that I didn't know that I wanted, but. With that tag team, it kind of cuts down the Tai Chi bullshit to a minimum and they actually complement each other really well. And surprisingly, there was some excellent chemistry between uh, Tai Chi and Ishii, which is again a singles match that I never knew I wanted to see, but now I really want to see it. So, some exciting opportunities there and two matches that I thought were really good. Um, so, Scott says, Can we admit the first two nights of the World Tag League were actually pretty good? And yeah, I would say they were. The, the first first one was pretty forgettable there was nothing great there everything was about you know 10 minutes gentlemen's three but from what i've seen so far the top two matches of the second night definitely worth watching um other stuff good i mean poffo's done that's a good thing uh i have started my little power ranking so using uh, a, an algorithm where you get one point for getting a pin and half a point for being on the winning team you lose half a point from taking the losing pinfall and lose half a point from being on the losing team I I'll be throughout the league working out who are the MVPs and the the least valuable players. So at the moment obviously there's not too much to read into it given that we've only had one match for each team, but as the World Tag League goes on, I'll hopefully be bringing to you a bit of information, a bit of insight on who is getting the pushes here, who's seen as the uh you know the breakout stars or who's got who, who's destined for bigger things. So at the moment I will probably say uh, I'll guess at the end of that evil to be somewhere near the top because having picked up the, the pin against uh, Jeff Cobb on night two, he seems to be the designated pin taker. Although we'll have to wait and see how that pins out. But other people picking up pins with people like Tangaloa, who again, it picks up quite a lot of wins for G.O.D. David Finley picking up the pinfall for his team, which was a bit of a surprise because Juice seems to be the person who's elevated higher on the car than him. So uh, a few surprises in there. It is.
1: Yeah, the, David, the David Finley one kind of speaks a, a lot to what we were saying earlier with Juice. I mean, again, it's early in the tournament, but in the more pinfalls that David Finley picks up and not Juice, I don't know, it just adds a little bit more weight to what we've been hearing about Juice.
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, it will be very interesting to see how that plays out and contract situations towards the end of the year. Uh, Lance Archer picked up the win for his team. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. picking up the win for his team. Yuji uh, Nagata picking up the win. And Beretta, which uh, is not a surprise, I think will be likely to see Beretta picking up quite a few wins for his team as this Tag League plays out. So, yeah, I'm pretty impressed so far. Uh, Nothing really pushing four stars. Nothing's going to go above that. But if they keep up the quality and have two matches all I want is two decent matches on each show where they're pairing off the right teams against each other and showcasing them giving them enough time I think this could be something that I, I quite enjoy watching on a day-to-day basis um, also other things that I noted from here Zack Sabre Jr has actually got pretty good Japanese from his post-match interview and he's having a little back and forth bit of banter with Chi. so he seems to be able to speak the language fairly well and we did get the Maccabay and G.O.D. thing, but there wasn't as much swearing as I'd liked. I couldn't really hear any, or maybe the, the arena was just mic'd up badly, but uh, couldn't really pick out any there. So a bit of a disappointment with that one. Um, all right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, ben Hallahan. So Ben does amazing infographics. So oh, that's my boy, yeah. Follow. Yes. Yeah, well, I love says, that guy. Uh, with all the uncertainty around departures, returns, feuds, et cetera, for 2019, what predictions or rumours would you be
1: cartwheel confident about happening? I am cartwheel confident that uh we'll have a big name surprise at the Madison Square Garden show in April. I'm cartwheel confident that we'll we'll have a name announced that will rock the wrestling world. Um so it's not The Rock. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I think uh I think I'm, I'm cartwheel confident in that.
0: All
2: right, well, I'm going to pick out another question which may dovetail with that one. Jazz says, although unlikely, apparently AJ Styles is currently negotiating his next contract, rumoured not to be going well. If he's a free agent and the elite potentially leaving, would you take him and Shinsuke coming back to New Japan?
1: Absolutely. 100% without a doubt.
2: Yeah, me too. Although it'll be interesting to see where he figures in uh, in terms of you know factions and stuff. But definitely, if they're on the table, they definitely find a place for them. Personally, I'd be... I th- I don't know. Would I be more excited for Shinsuke or more excited for AJ Styles? So just both of their outfits has been really lackluster. Um, but I think it would have to be Nakamura, given what a massive star he was really? in
1: Japan. Okay. I'd be more excited. I mean, I'd be excited for both. But, um, to well, I mean, look, again, the biggest knock on, on Nakamura has always been that, you know, it, there are times when he – over delivers and it's, it's just a, off the charts amazing. And there were times where it's, you know, falls a little bit flat. Um, AJ, his body of work at New Japan was was almost always in a main event, high caliber, uh, chart busting, star busting performance. So, uh, yeah, look, if, uh, if, if they did decide to, uh, make a big push for that i would have absolutely no problems and i think they could fit perfectly in a main event spot and keep in mind that we already do have that built in kenny omega aj feud that could possibly uh kick off uh due to the uh happenings at that new year dash where aj uh, was kicked out of bullet club so uh, there is always that to lean on
2: brandon from new jersey the famous Brandon from New Jersey says, uh, "WWE or NJPW? My answer would be the safe company. Well, I'm not going to say which one that is.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, the safe company. Well, uh, look again. The the big uh, big takeaway from that is uh, that, that roster that, that roster in New York is uh, they're banged up." They're they banged up crew. And uh again, for all the criticism that people like to finger wag at the new Japan style being unsafe. Uh well, okay. There's 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 a there's a lot going on the other side of the wall as well. So uh mm.
2: I'll,
1: I'll I'll take I'll take that unsafe Japanese style uh right now. Thanks.
2: Yeah, wrestling is dangerous, guys. So let's not go mudslinging about saying one's safer than the other. Uh Tejas says Kevin Kelly on Talk is Jericho said that he went to a J- restaurant in japan that kicked him and callous out because it was for japanese customers only my question is there only a few restaurants out of the big cities or more than just a few in smaller town cities so from what i understand from what i've been told by friends living in japan that that is a real thing it happens in tokyo but it, it is worse in the countryside and from what he tells me again this, this could be totally biased it could be totally wrong but this is just what he says that uh, he, his take is that Japan is a place where they will welcome you with open arms as a tourist, but if you are a long-term resident there, then they are strangely hostile towards you. And you get just little things like he was at the, the World Tag League show, the Saturday night one, and said that they he felt a bit of hostility from local fans. Like, just nothing overt, but just little things like, apparently this little tongue-clicking noise, like that they make or people might make towards you, particularly elderly people, just to show their sort of disapproval or, or their disgust. So again, this is just what I've heard. Is there something you've experienced about being kicked out of restaurants that
1: are for Japanese only? No. Uh, well, I, I know that they, they have them. Um, and, and like, if you go to, how do you pronounce that? Kuba Chico, is it? Right near Shibuya? You know, that little, um, like almost like Red Lake The Blade district. Runner place. Yeah, yeah. So um there's that little spot uh, like a for western i don't know how it's pronounced but it's uh piss alley i guess it is and these these little tiny food like, like you could fit like three people in there um the, like i've seen signs that said you know we just cater to japanese audience uh japanese people um i think some of the issues are uh and again i'm, I'm painting a very broad brush here so please keep uh, that, you know, the hostility to a minimum. But, uh, you know, Westerners, there's, you know, y- you you get a little drink in us. We're not always the most well-behaved, right? So they could, could possibly have had bad experiences with that, right? Uh, two, the military presence that is in Japan, uh, there's always, you know, when there's shit that goes down, sometimes there's that element uh of uh, western military people you know letting off a little steam and things get out of hand so uh there's that so have i personally experienced it no uh but i didn't try to go into a restaurant where it it occurred and to and to be truthful um it's not a lot it's not like like 50 of the restaurants in japan you're going to see that no especially in tokyo no Uh, But there are a handful that that cater just to a Japanese audience. And again, it's not going to break my heart. I'll spend my money elsewhere and and that'll be that. Uh, Again, they may have just had a bad experience and they said, fuck it, I ain't dealing with this. And they, that's, I mean, in their country, they can do that.
2: Okay, Paul says, it seems like the World Tag League is just a filler. What would you run in its place? A tournament for the IC title is my idea. Um, I do kind of like the idea of having those title shots for the other singles titles earned at that time of year maybe some sort of competition to determine who's going to be the challenger for the ic title or who's going to be the challenger for the never title but i think we we just got to face facts here that the world tag league is a chance for the big names to kind of take it easy and rest up before wrestle kingdom and to to let everyone else who doesn't have anything for wrestle kingdom uh, have something to do basically with this tag league so uh, i understand why it's there it feels like a bit of a, a necessary evil to me do you think that there's anything that they could realistically replace it with
1: yeah, they're not going to replace it with anything and 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 north should they because a you're right it is kind of that but here's the thing you know the you know the only people that complain about it are westerners like, like japanese audience doesn't complain about it that we no, do. i'm not complaining why? you know it was pretty good what i've seen so far well right, right, but I'm just saying in general, like everybody hand waves World Tag League because we know that, well, okay, the the you know, the Wrestle Kingdom card is is 90% filled and oh, okay, so the people who don't have matches now have matches uh, in World Tag League and which one of those are going, you know, it's it it's it, it's as a, it's a, a simple brain dead kind of just let's just get through the motions and and get to Wrestle Kingdom thing. Um, now an easy fix would just make it more exciting, make it more interesting, make it more of uh of a, of a situation where, Oh my God, anybody could win it. And it's important. Now, again, what, what, what the winners of the world tag league, what do they win? Right. They win an, an ugly trophy and they win the rights to challenge for the tag straps at the dome. Right. Okay. Make, make, the tag straps interesting throughout the year and that'll make it a lot more interesting, right? So so book the tag titles with more interest and more 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 heat, you know, get that cooking. And and world tag League will mean a lot more, right? So now you got a double whammy of okay, we kind of know who's going to win or at least get darn close and okay, they're winning uh a shoulder shrug anyway right so why why would i invest my time in that that's the thing now the, the general reviews of this year so far have been solid right you, you wouldn't be the first person to say that those two first two matches first two shows have been pretty good um and that's a good thing the people that are there are working hard excellent great that's what we love to hear but overall it's dull because new japan makes it dull it's not my fault it's dull it's their fault it's dull make it more interesting and then maybe we could talk. Yeah, that kind of touches on the next question, which was from John. Uh, John,
2: I want to wish you a happy 40th birthday as well. Who said, uh, who would you replace in the tag league? And I just think with a little bit of shuffling people around on those teams, so you don't have one guy who's the clear pinny, to, then it would be a lot more interesting. And you could also throw in some other teams, you know, throw in a, a Golden Lovers. You don't have to have them go and bust the wall every single night, but just have them you know main event in one or two of those shows where they can put on a you know fun four-star match or you know put the okada tanahashi team in there to to do the same or you know god forbid to have the young bucks actually <laughs> appearing in that tournament so yeah they could have shuffled things around put a few big names in there and again they wouldn't have to deliver every single night but just you know be around to deliver one or two decent matches uh throughout that tour i think that could jazz things up a bit but hey i'm, I'm not going to uh, bury it so far because uh, as i say i like what i've seen so far so i'll reserve judgment until that goes on um uh, a question from james who says uh, how would you revitalize the never belt what booking decisions would you make to get there now i would say pretty simply an extended run for either Chi or ibushi or osprey because i just think i wanted to get away from the sort of hoss battles um never title run that we've been having over the past few years so i think just getting the title you know if i had to choose out of the three i think osprey i think he would be the most exciting choice out of them but either of those three names would prevent uh, present something new and fresh and again i would like to see it being truly open weight so i want to see some juniors against heavyweights in that title division
1: 100% agree can't add anything more it's exactly what we're looking for that's the goal for 2019 make it a, I just just fresh matchups. That's what we're looking for, and, and a champion like Osprey or even Ibushi would would make that happen. And get away from the horse battles. So, one hundred percent agree.
2: Uh, Smiley says, "What would you do to revitalize the junior division?" As much as I like most of the wrestlers, I find it hard to care. I, I can't really agree with that. I, you know, a lot of people say this thing that the junior division isn't booked well. They don't care about the juniors, and I, I just disagree. I think the juniors are at the top of the the card. At least are booked really well. I think that the junior heavyweight title is but really well and they get their own tour twice a year they get the best of the super juniors where the headlining shows they get the super junior tag league where for for the most part the headlining shows and the junior title matches are featured pretty prominently sometimes they're co-headlining sometimes they're headlining smaller shows so I, i can't really get behind this idea that it needs to be revitalized i know One thing I would say could be a next step for them is to have some singles programs that are not for the title. Take two singles guys who uh, are not in the title picture, just feuding over something or or a number one contendership feud or something. That would be good.
1: Yeah. Um, You're hitting a home run today because I agree with that. I don't think the title situation is that, you know, crazy. Again, it might not be a hot potato title, um, that, that's getting passed around and yes it would be nice to see again singles match maybe a uh, you know number 1 contender's match or something along those lines but no by and large i think the title is fine i think the junior division is fine i don't i don't necessarily have a huge problem with it and the talent that's there is 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 you know especially now when you've got shingo involved and you have uh, ishimori involved uh no i think the juniors are in a real healthy spot Uh,
2: Lee says, with so many leagues throughout the show and for a promotion with a pretty realistic feel, is there a good reason they don't have a league table displayed after each match? I can't be remembering stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. It's quite jarring as well. Uh, I think it would be something that would be pretty cool for a G1 or a best of super juniors. Just flash up a little graphic to show what the state of play is in in each of the blocks so we know what's at stake. But... uh, I will be uploading my power rankings in this World Tag League after each night, so you just keep an eye on the Twitter and you'll get to see my league tables, uh, if nothing
1: else. Um, don't, Emilio "Don't says, they do that though? No, I'm sorry. Don't, don't don't they do that? Like at the end of the shows, don't they have like a little graphic that shows the winners and bracket? You know, like it looks like a, like the little circles filled in and not filled in? And don't they don't they do that?" I I usually turn it off after
2: the match is finished. To be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think I think usually afterward they'll they'll show that graphic when they're you know at the at the commentators booth. So uh, hang in there. Watch the entire show. Um, Usually they'll. they'll They should do it after each match, though. Yes, that would be that would be convenient. Yes, but um, yeah, wait wait till the very end. Stick it out, and usually there's a graphic there. All right, Emilio says, Ray Phoenix is rumored to be
2: done with AAA in a few weeks. Would that open up an opportunity for New Japan in the future since being a AAA guy was a reason New Japan never booked Phoenix and Penta? Or will WWE scoop him up? So, uh, gun to your head, Damon. Ray Phoenix, do you see him in WWE or New
1: Japan? Gun to my head? Um, honestly, gun to my head neither. Um, but I, I would lean more toward WWE than New Japan.
2: Yeah, there were rumours circulating a while back about him and his brother, Pentagon, ending up in WWE. I don't know if they've pumped the brakes on that or if that's off the table or whatever, but uh, that certainly seemed to be the destination that was rumoured a while ago. I don't know what the state of play is at the moment, but I would be thrilled to see him popping up and appearing in a a best of super juniors or whatever. So, uh, remain in hope rather than expectation. Um, RBX2000 says, How is Joel feeling about Arsenal now? We're coming up to the midway point of the season given the unprecedented run of the three at the top of the table, could you realistically expect any better? Uh, I'm really happy with how things are going with Arsenal and the new manager at the moment. I would be delighted if we finish in the top four. And I think our new manager, Unai Emery, is exceeding expectations, given that he inherited a, a relatively anemic squad from Arsene Benga and he's brought in his own signings, which are adding a bit of steel. I particularly like Lucas Torreira. I think he's doing a terrific job, and he's getting the well, I wouldn't say the best, but he's, he's definitely... I'm seeing improvements in players that were stagnating under Wenger, guys like you know, Alex Iwobi, for example. So uh, I'm pretty optimistic. I don't think we're going to be challenging for the title, but, um, you know, if we keep Emery keeping for in, in the job for two, three years, once he starts bringing his own players in and shaping the squad the way he sees fit, then I definitely could see uh, a more ambitious project long-term. Um, also another question, uh, in the spirit of Ooh. David Arquette... So it's, yeah, you you want you gonna chip in on the I mean, Yeah, I mean
1: come on. You know, we're, we're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here too. I, I can get in on this. Uh let me ask you this important question. W- top four get in the Champions League, right? And then the was it five and six get in FA Cup uh, uh, right? Europa League. Oh, Europa League, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. What happened to the FA Cup? Uh, FA Cup is uh, an English domestic cup competition that is open to uh, literally any team in the country as long as I think you pay a £50 deposit. And I think that's part of the appeal of it, that you can get even like university teams and pub teams
1: entering. Seriously, a a pub team, uh, in hockey we call it beer league, uh, could just be in it and potentially win the entire thing. Yeah, obviously you enter very, very low down
2: in the early qualifying rounds, but uh, if you get lucky, then yeah, that's part of the
1: magic of the FA Cup, as we say. Wow, what can you think of the top of your head? Like who, like what has been like the the lowest ranked team, I guess, and then and made it like how far has has one magical team gone? Um, you put me on the spot a
2: bit there. Sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry.
1: It doesn't happen often, I'm a gathering.
2: No, um, I'd have to look this up. But uh, I definitely remember a university team, Team Bath, making waves a a few years back when I was little. Um, There was uh, a notable upset in 2013, I think, where Wigan um, beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final. So that was supposed to be uh, a big mismatch. And... Manchester City was supposed to run away with that, but they didn't, so uh, it was a big giant killing
1: there. Okay, now the top four, they, they're, they're, they're making more money. They get, do they get more money uh, to invest in their team at that point because they are in Champions League and I, I guess there's more profit to be made, correct? Correct. All right, big, a big difference, right? So if you're fifth you know, you're that's, that hurts because making it to fourth, at least you're in and you're getting a nice pot of money for that. Right. Exactly. Okay. Now they don't have a salary cap there, do they? So in other words, they can't <laughs> they spend... don't. No. So they could just, it's just write checks. Yeah. There's players who are getting paid like close to half a million pounds a week. Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah. Hockey has a salary cap. Football has a kind of a cap. Yeah. They have a cap baseball cap. Um, yeah, okay. All right. So uh no 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 they'll they'll make Champions League, but uh, we're not expecting the title, correct?
2: Making Champions League would be a big improvement because it's just so tight at the top. There's so many good teams who are pressing for that. So you would expect Manchester City to run away with a title this year. Liverpool are looking good as well. Uh you got Chelsea, you got Tottenham. Um you have got I don't know, there's probably another one who's just slipped my mind at the moment, but uh, yeah, very, very competitive at the top there. So. We're
1: Swansea. We're Swansea. I like saying Swansea. Where's that? Where are they at? Uh, let me check. I'll, I'll have oh, to get back to you on that. Why, why is it you particularly yeah. like Swansea? I just like saying that? Swansea. I just like saying Swansea. I don't know why. Actually, my wife uh, loves saying Swansea.
2: They are eighth in
1: the championship, oh. so that's
2: the league below the Premier League
1: oh eighth, oh okay so they're not doing well at all uh they're not even in the uh, premier league are they oh shit well, who's mm-hmm. gonna get relegated this is my final question who's 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 uh, up for being uh, relegated uh i'd have to bring up the standings at the moment let's have a ah, look at the table right, right, you right, can yeah,
2: have my my know. football hot takes uh let's see well it's definitely not going to be arsenal I haven't jinxed it now. So, Fulham are looking pretty bad at the moment. Huddersfield, Cardiff not looking good. Southampton, Crystal Palace, Burnley. Mm, I'd say Fulham and Huddersfield. And then I'm going to go with Crystal Palace. I don't like their chances this year. I think they're going to go down
1: as well. Oh, there you go. All right, listen. You don't just get New Japan here. This is, this is, you know, we're, we reach all audiences. So there's your English uh, football update from Joel brought to you by Verizon Wireless. You're going to, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right. You've got to go to bed soon. You had, you've you had a very tiring week, Joel. Uh, would you like to update the, the, our listeners on, on the week that you've had? Or you just want to just say, fuck it, no, let's get out of here. I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Let, let me preface this by saying, I you know, I enjoy doing this
2: show. And it's always a pleasure talking to you, Damon. So I, you know, I don't want to rush her. I want to save it every single second I can to talk oh. to you. But pulling back the curtain a little bit. Yes. It's been a bit of a rough week because, uh, my dear wife, Mali was admitted to hospital on Thursday afternoon with a combination of pneumonia and asthma and a chest infection. Uh, so she's been in hospital. I've been with her in hospital for the past four days. So I've been sl- sleeping on a sofa there, uh, which was not good, but one good thing was that they did have Moss Burger there, which is uh, if anyone knows a, a Japanese chain, fast food chain, and so I've just been eating a lot of burgers, so it hasn't been all bad. But I'm finally back in my own home uh, with scampi again, so my spirits are high. It is pretty late; it's quarter
1: past midnight, but I'm I'm enjoying myself. I want to keep going, Damon. Wow, you're powering through! Like, like yeah, he said uh, he sent me the pictures of the Moss Burger and. Uh, uh... Our, our, we give our best wishes to Mally to make sure she uh, recovers well. So, again, she's doing well so far. So good. Well, um, listen. So, I, yeah, here's sorry. the thing.
2: I I said earlier, my podcasting station has been removed because usually I will record in the spare room. But Molly's moved into the spare room now because I think she's sort of blaming Scampy for the pneumonia, which I don't think is fair. <laughs> but no. uh, basically, we, we've been... Uh, sequester quarantines to the main bedroom so podcasting and me and scampi is in the main bedroom and mally's in the spare bedroom for the full that's probably for the
1: best i mean she you know you don't want to catch any of that shit you don't need any of that um yeah, you know pneumonia oh no fuck up fuck all that you you, keep away from her but um yes i'm glad she's home i'm glad everybody's safe and sound you got to get some fucking sleep dude because uh I don't know how you I I I don't know how you did it. I I th- this podcast was in jeopardy for sure, uh this week anyway. But uh again, again he's texting me about the uh the awards and the sheet and how about this and now I'm like, dude, just fucking this can wait. Um but Joel is always a trooper, works so hard on this show that uh again I, a special tip of the cap needs to go to, to Joel this week for uh, the hustle um and everything. Again, sleeping on a couch and Noiety on the loyalty and respect. Yeah. I mean, hustle loyalty and respect. That's right. All right. Uh, listen, I got to get back to work because, uh, you know, when I do this in the morning, I really should be working. Uh, so what else we got? we got? We got anything else or can we wrap this up in a nice bow?
2: Well, we've got some more interesting questions, but let's save them for next time because I'm probably not going to have that much to discuss next weekend. Uh, then again, I say that every week and we are not having plenty to talk about. So let's knock it on the head here. Um, before I do all the, the usual plugs, Damon, any last words before we wrap a bow on this thing?
1: Yes, two quickies. Uh, one, hey, listen, holiday season is right around the, the corner. Uh, it's a matter of fact, it's here. Let's be honest. And uh, what better gift for you or a loved one would be Super K- uh, J-Cast T-shirt, right? We need your support. We love your support, and we appreciate your support. So how can you do that? This show, uh, well, it's it's through the T-shirt, and wear com slash superjcast. Get yourself a T-shirt for you or a loved one. You know you want one. You know you need one. Uh, and there it is at, at com. They have a, a Black Friday sale going on soon. Uh, look online. There's coupons galore. Uh, You can save boatloads for those T-shirts. So please help us out. Buy a T-shirt, Super J-Cast style at prowrestlingtees.com slash Super And then also, uh, Joel will provide some further information. But uh, meet-up, Wrestle Kingdom weekend, TGI Fridays. It's a tradition, right? It's a tradition for the Super J-Cast. That's where we always would meet up there, right before Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, So, Joel, take it away. If you have any other information about the meet-up, if you're going to Wrestle Kingdom, you'll want to be at TGI Fridays.
2: Yeah, so uh, myself and W. H. Park, we got the table booked at the TGI Fridays. I believe it's the one by Karakowin, and that will be from 11 a.m. So I think there's 20 seats we got there. So you know, first come, first served. If you want to get involved, please shoot me a message, and we can get an idea of uh, how many of those 20 are going to be filled straight away. So please uh, let myself or W. H.
1: Know if you're interested in joining us. other well, I'll, plugs, t- I'll tell you right please. now. It it, it will. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It will. It will get filled, Joel. I'm telling you right now because the last last year we had over 20. I guarantee you, we had over 20. Um, I, I I know for a fact. So if if you are interested, again, 11 a.m. You can sleep off the, the the drinks that you had the night before. Boom, shoot over. It's right next to Corgan. I mean, it's 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 right there. You And, and the dome is right up the steps. So you get a couple of beers, get some wings, do whatever you got to do at a TGI Friday's, meet some fellow friends and fans and listeners uh, of both our show and WH Park's wonderful show. Boom, walk right up the steps, and, and it's Wrestle Kingdom time. Get your strong zeros and have a great time. So uh, it's a no-brainer. But but I'm telling you, get in early. 20 is going to go fast. Uh, so... Get in and uh, make it happen. Get a hold of Joel. All right, I'm done. Thanks. All
2: right, other stuff. Please join our discords. Uh, Amazing community there. Really good chat. Interesting discussions going on. Um, Enjoy the fun. And big thank you to editor Dan. Visit his YouTube channel, 219 Films, and check out his new uh, vodcast. I think it's called A Vodcast, which hopefully I will be appearing on this week. uh, Probably saying a lot of things that would get me into a lot of trouble if I said them on the Super J Casts. (laughs) Talking about, you know, politics and opinions and things like that. Uh, What else have we got here? Uh, Subscribe Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Lots of excellent stuff there. Give us a five-state review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.